Good Monday morning, listeners. This is Mind Shit to Millions with Adrian Swanson and Jesse Roy. Good morning, everyone. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about something that we are noticing in our clients and in the people in our group. And it's a showstopper. Like this emotion can stop people in their tracks. Can you guess what it is? You might have experienced it. I'm pretty sure you have, but it is fear. So we wanted to look up the definition of courage because courage is the opposite of fear, right? I think when we think about fear, we say, oh, I just need to find the courage. I just need to be brave enough to do things. So when we looked up courage, we found that it is the ability to do something that frightens one. And so many times people are, you know, working their business, they feel some fear, whether you recognize it or not, it's, it's, it's more than likely fear. And then you just kind of like drop it all. You disappear, you fade away, and you just don't show up to your business. And I don't know about you, but for me, like picking up the phone, that was a huge, huge fear point for me. Like just even thinking about picking up the phone, I was like, "Mm, nope, not doing it. (laughs) It's so funny because there are so many people, you know, in many different aspects, but the phone call seems to be the big one, right? Jess, like, I mean, I feel like I encounter this all the time too. And I love that definition because the ability to do something that frightens one. So I think the hang up, like you talked about, is when we're going to do it, whether, like Jesse said, whether you recognize it or not, something stops you. Even if you're just like, oh, I have to move the laundry. You don't have to move the laundry. You don't want to pick up the phone. So laundry sounds better. So I started realizing that once people get on the phone and make a call, so many of the times they make 10 more calls because they're having fun connecting with their customers and they've gotten over that initial fear or that thing that's frightening them. They got the courage to make the first call. And after that, it's easy breezy. Now, the next day, a lot of times you're going to have to find the courage again, because for some reason, that fear that's you know, brought into when you go to think about the phone, it doesn't just go away because you did it once. But it can, once you overcome it the one day, it can make it a lot easier to pick it up again and again. So I think it's so interesting how these emotions happen and you're not even realizing it. Because then say you've made your fourth phone call and you're kind of feeling good and you make your fifth one. And then somebody says, no, no, I don't want that. Or you have a bad phone call. And then what happens? you go back, right? You're back in that spot. And you're like, never mind. I think I'm done with phone calls today. Your fear is kind of back again, right? Because in your in a lot of people's minds, the fear was recognized. The no came. And now um, you really feel like your emotions get the best of the no. And you you get upset, right? Or, or scared or done, whatever you want to call it. There's so many different ways it shows up. But really, it's that you heard the answer you didn't want to hear. And and I I think people feel validated in that moment. You know, they're like, see, see, I was right. It was going to be scary. I got the no. Well, you got the no because you were terrified and in a terrible energy. Well, exactly. And 
sometimes you take that no personally, right? Like they take it personally, like, oh my gosh, that, that means they think what I'm doing is ridiculous or they don't like my product or whatever. But this is one of my favorite examples because my son and I are very different. It's 60 degrees outside. Okay. And we're getting ready to go out. And I say, you're going to wear shorts. It's cold outside. Put some pants on. He doesn't want to. His no has nothing to do with me wearing pants. I'm going to be cold. He is not going to be cold because he wears shorts when it's snowing outside. Um, it's not personal, right? Like they're making a choice. He's making a choice based on his body temperature, which I still disagree with, but you know, whatever, I'm going to love him anyway. Um, and that has nothing to do with me and my personal choice, right? If we can start relating these no's that people say that it's not personal, if you take your emotion out of it, for some reason, you know, our bodies want us to, like Jesse said, it's almost like justifying us. Like, see, I knew they'd say no. And now I'm sad and upset and whatever. If we can realize, like you just offered them an opportunity and they picked whether they wanted it or not. And that's it. When you can do that, you're, you're overcoming the fear and the emotion behind it. And I think that's the hardest part is like, we don't recognize that all these things are happening in the back of our head. It's not in the forefront, right? Like all these ways that we get around this or things happen, we decide we're not making any more phone calls that day. It's usually because something else is going on. <laughs> and um, one of my biggest examples that I tell people all the time is I was doing the same thing, calling customers. And at the time I used to get very nervous and not want to do it. Like everybody said, and I was on one of my roles and I called a customer who's been a host and a great customer for years and years. And she picked up the phone and said, why are you calling me? I can't believe you're calling me right now and hung up. And I was like, whoa. So of course I did what Jesse said. See, I knew it. I don't know why I'm making these phone calls, right? Like this is, this is terrible. I just, whatever I, she's upset. Now I'm upset. Like this is ridiculous. Um, now, mind you in those years, I'd probably make an, made over 500 phone calls with great outcomes, but which one do I remember this one? Right. Because it really took me aback and my brain's trying to keep me safe and be like, see, this is uncomfortable. You don't like it. This is what happened. So literally six months later, I finally get the courage to call her back. Cause I'm like, this girl's been a friend. Like I can't, I can't imagine Well, I found out that she was like wrangling three kids at nap time. I called she grabbed the phone. It was just bad timing. Her, like her situation and what was going on is what she took out on me. It had nothing to do with me. And she felt terrible. Um, she, I remember she was like, I'm so sorry. I've been meaning to call you. Life got in the way, you know, blah, blah, blah. But all of that emotion and all of that I put on myself in that moment. And for six months was nothing to do with me. And see that story totally validates me, Adrian, because that was my favorite excuse. <laughs> I couldn't call people because what if they had kids and what if it was nap time? Like I did not want my kids to be interrupted during nap time. I didn't want to be interrupted during nap time because I was taking nap time too. So I just, I thought that would be the absolute worst thing. And you know, you don't know when kids nap, like what the hell? time were these kids napping like 9am? My kids didn't nap until 1pm. So I was like, every time I looked at the clock, I was like, Oh, I can't call now. It might be nap time. Oh, I can't call now. They might be having dinner. Oh, 
I can't call now. They're probably in the middle of bedtime and bath time and stories. And oh, the morning, my gosh, they're probably busy having breakfast or trying to get out the door. I cannot call now. (laughs) (laughs) There was just like time, no matter what time it was during the day, I could always come up with an excuse. And it was just in the response of my brain of being afraid. You know, I didn't want to bother anyone. I didn't want to inconvenience everyone. And what I love about that, Jess, too, what you're saying is you didn't recognize it as fear, right? Like you really believed I'm doing the right thing for my customers because I would not want to bother them at nap time or I would not want to bother them at dinner time. Yes. Not recognizing that every single person has different nap times, dinner times. Some people don't even do nap time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just laugh at how, you know, ridiculous I was because, you know, I just use those excuses to make that a comfortable feeling, you know, go away. Because as soon as I let myself, you know, off the proverbial hook, I was like, whew, feel better. I'm, I'm such a good person now. I'm not, you know, I'm not interrupting anybody. (laughs) Aren't I, aren't I just a good person? (laughs) And so, you know, I was not, I never had to face my fear. And the result of that was business didn't grow. I didn't get parties on my books and sales didn't increase. And you felt good, right? Like you feel like, oh, well, I did all the right things for my customers. But what I also try to do is like when you flip that script a little bit in the sense that like you actually were disservicing the customers because you weren't even letting them know that that product was on sale or that product would be perfect for them or just checking in to make sure they're enjoying the product they already purchased. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of times, like when we let ourselves off the hook, we don't realize that what we're doing is we're actually not helping the people who want our help. And so that's how, when I pick up the phone, I'm always like, Hey, I'm just checking in with people. I want to make sure that if I can help them, like if they're struggling with dinner time, they're struggling with that, whatever it is you're, you're working with that you're there to help them. So if I call and it's lunchtime and they sound like they're busy, I always say, do you have a minute or is there a better time to call? And then that's what lets me off the hook, Jesse, of what you were worried about, right? As long as we ask if there's time, then I felt better because I did this. We have all, you know, well, not all, I'm sure there are people who knew this before us, but I've been in Jesse's shoes too, where I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do that today. Or that this is a bad time, or that's not going to work or whatever. But once I realized I had customers that called me and were like, well, I really needed this. And I just saw it, you know, that you posted something, but if I would have called her, I would have known that you know, two months beforehand, right? Like if I would keep up and keep in contact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we just have to realize what's going on and call yourself out. Yes. On the bull that's going on (laughs) in your brain. And I know we did that episode. I think it was episode 44. Can I offer you some water? And, and I really believe that's a lot like the thing I do with my son and what are you wearing? Right? Like there's literally no fear in offering. If you realize that their answer is just what's best for them. And it has literally nothing to do with you. So if you're struggling with the fear part, that's another one you might want to check out. Um, because I think that it also applies in this scenario of you can find courage anytime you want it. So we just, need you to realize that the outcome isn't where you, you know, you might need courage 
in the beginning and the outcome, but once you can realize it's just an answer, you just have to find that courage to pick up the phone. And then, like I said, half the time, once you pick it up once, you're going to pick it up again and again and again. Yeah. And also just, I want you to acknowledge that fear is a real, true, and valid thing. That is the response that your body is providing to you from the thought of, you know, me is I didn't want to disturb my customers. For you, it might be, I'm afraid to get a no, or what if they yell at me for calling them or something like that. But our biology and DNA, like fear is hardwired into our brain for a survival instinct. And it can shut you down in no time flat. So like if anyone has experienced fear and been, been shut down, like raise your hand. I think I'm pretty sure <laughs> everyone in the audience is raising their ha- hands right now. I mean, it's just our nervous system sending us communication. That's how our nervous system communicates with us. It shuts us down and provides us with the excuse to like run it away, run away. So just know it's like not really a cognitive choice to pick up the phone. It's a biological one. It's a reaction. So like no matter how irrational your thought, feeling, or behavior is, our nervous system doesn't assign meaning to that. (laughs) It just simply enacts a response to ensure that you stay alive because that's our body's job and our brain's job and our nervous system job to keep us alive, to keep us here on this planet. So our invitation to you is like, you don't have to necessarily like overcome the fear because it's going to be there. Just get familiar with it. Like when you go to pick up the phone, notice what happens inside your body and get very, very detailed about it. What is the anatomy of your fear? How does it show up for you? What exactly does it look like? Does your body take on a certain shape? Is there a type, like for me, I get like tightness in my chest and in my abdomen. And I'm just like kind of all scrunched up, like, oh my goodness, I I can't do this. I'm scared. And say hi to your fear. (laughs) Thank it for being there. And then just see if you can find yourself like a little bit of safety. Like what can you do to provide yourself with just an ounce of safety in that moment so that you can pick up that phone with fear riding along with you. And I want to, I want to interject really quick, just before we wrap up, because I just thought of this as we were sitting here talking is my son is learning how to drive. Okay. And he's freaking out, right? Like somebody honked at him when he was waiting to go around the roundabout. And he's like, mom, and I wasn't even thinking, right? Like I'm sitting there. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. No big deal. Because I probably was in his shoes at one point. I probably was completely afraid to drive that car. Like I'm actually, I recall, you know, my mom sitting next to me. I recall my driver's test, right? And you're so afraid. And now driving, it doesn't even scare me, right? Like I've done it over and over again. So I do want you to feel the fear and understand the fear and also know that you can at any point in time 
do something enough that that fear may no longer be there because I'm looking at him going, oh my God, this is actually really cute. Like at first I was like, oh, what, what, what are you freaking out about? And then I was like, oh my gosh, like he's in a big car and he's never drove this before. But one And roundabouts suck. <laughs> truth. That is also, <laughs> but I was like, I also told him, which goes along with this episode. I was like, buddy, you don't know what's going on in that guy's life. He might be racing. His kid might be in the hospital. He might be late for a meeting. He might just be a pain in the butt. Who knows? Like, but that's not about you. You keep driving the way you're driving. And so you guys, I want you to understand that, that a find the courage to face the fear and know what Jesse's saying, know why it's showing up. Understand that this is not a weakness. This is nothing wrong with you. This is something new that your body's trying to figure out if it's good or bad for you. So AJ is trying to figure out if this driving thing is going to be good or bad. And inevitably in a year or two, he isn't even going to think about it when he shows up at a roundabout and somebody honks at him, he's going to be like me and be like, whatever, not paying attention. Like, you know, doing my thing as long as nothing's, you know, like I said, sometimes a honk means something's happening. So keep your eyes open, but he'll know, you know, he'll, it'll be a knee jerk response and he'll just know what to do and he won't have all this fear. So I just hope you guys can all realize that that's what we want for you is to recognize fear is not a weakness. Fear is part of life. And we want you to feel the fear and we want you to go forth with your fear, find the courage and let us know how it's showing up for you. How is this fear showing up? What are you recognizing? Because we're here to support you and we all want to be able to share this because we're all experiencing the same thing. So we look forward to seeing you in our group. Strive to change your mind shit to millions. See you next week. Are you excited about what you just learned? Are you committed to building your team? Join us in our signature program, three consultants in 30 days. The link to join is in the show notes.